Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Rewind Design, a cottage history podcast. If you are new and this is your first episode ever, welcome and thank you so much for listening, everyone. I, I'm just so grateful for everyone and every single person that has listened to any episode, read any blog, and just, yeah, thank you. Um, so I'm a local interior designer here in Georgian Bay, cottage country. I'm just a huge, huge lover of cottage country generally, but also cottage country history, the history of the architecture of the area, the stories of migration and people's arrival to this area. All of this fascinates me. So if you're interested in that, then you can definitely click follow on Spotify or Apple Music or whichever platform you're listening to this on. I would really appreciate that. And if you love this episode or any other episode you've listened to, if you could leave me a review and a rating, a positive rating, that would be amazing. So to jump into this week's episode, we have our interview with a local realtor named Jeff Hayes, and he works for All Points North in Perry Sound. And we we had a great conversation about how he ended up purchasing a cottage later on in life. He'd always loved coming up north as a child and fishing, and he found an opportunity in 2020 to move up here permanently and become a realtor, and he is so happy to share his journey to cottage living with you. So without further ado, we'll just jump right into my interview, and you can see all associated photos for this episode at rewinddesign.ca, so that's www.rewinddesign.ca to see all photos of Jeff's cottage, his landscape, the views to Georgian Bay and everything. So yeah, without further ado, let's jump right in. Welcome everybody to Rewind Design. We have another guest on the show today and we're coming all the way north of Perry Sound on Georgian Bay to Sandy Bay. Sand Bay. Oh, Sand Bay. Okay. Sand Bay. And today I have Jeffrey or Jeff. What would you like me to call you? Jeff. We'll call you Jeff. I've got him here. We're sitting in his cottage in the kitchen. I guess it's more your home than your cottage, right? But that's it's correct. also your cottage. Yeah. So um, we're going to talk to Jeff today about his uh, move up here and how he ended up here and lots of things about the history of himself and his place. So I guess we'll start off, Jeff, if you'd like to just introduce yourself to the listeners and maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are and what you do. So my name is Jeff Hayes and I'm currently a realtor in the Perry Sound District. Um, I, it's a a career change for me. So it's a new career uh, since we've moved up uh, to Perry Sound. Mm-hmm. So um, we moved up uh, to this place um, in 2020. And I switched careers after a, a quite a lengthy career in corporate IT. And uh, I'm loving it. Yeah. And so maybe if you can talk about what drew you to this area? Like, have you spent a lot of time up here before or before 2020? Yes, we. I've been coming up uh, to the Perry Sound area my entire life. Um, I guess I was six months old when I first sat in Lake Ristool on a beach. and Oh, Ristool. Yeah, yeah it's I a little further north. A little further north, but definitely instilled me with a, a love of granite and the Canadian shield and lakes and rivers in, in Ontario. And so 
that's what drew me to the area. I spending my entire life coming up here. I never thought it was going to be possible for me to actually live here. Mm-hmm. And the stars aligned in 2020, and we were able to make the jump um, and move up here full time. My wife's a, a consult, business consultant, and I changed careers. Um, started in in real estate. And so, what were you doing before you changed careers? I was a corporate IT uh, manager. I created. Uh, help desks, uh, built and ran help desks for some of the, some large companies. Uh, it took me all over the world to Manila, uh, Mexico, uh, Bangalore, India, uh, and all over the U.S. doing uh, building call centers and yeah, and doing that. Yeah. That's so neat. And how long did you do that for? Twenty five years. Twenty five years. Yes. Oh my gosh! And now you've pivoted, and you're a realtor in Perry Sound. Yes, I, I took advantage of my last role. Um, my last role gave me the opportunity to reevaluate my life um, mm-hmm. after after I left that that position, and I took about a year to. I did some private consulting, uh, but took a year to make the decision to reinvent myself and really gave it some hard thought and decided on real estate. Yeah, and as it turned out making the move to Perry Sound was uh it was open for business. There was a lot of people that were moving up and the real estate market in the last couple of years has just taken off. So I also moved back to Perry Sound in twenty twenty. So I'm definitely in that boat of people that moved up here yeah. for sure. But yeah, what do you what do you think you love most about being being a realtor here? I think it affords me some flexibility in terms of um I get to decide how much I want to work. And so from April till November, I work between 60 and 70 hours a week because wow. it's the time when people are buying property up here. Although I did sell some properties in the winter, but uh, we do like to do a little bit of traveling in the off season when it's not so busy. And like so, personal travel. Yeah. 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 Personal travel. Mm-hmm. So last year we were able to go see um, Tessa, our, our daughter, um, in the Netherlands and spent some time in Spain in December and didn't get COVID. So we were, gl- we were nice. pretty happy with that. That's pretty lucky. Yeah. And I guess just in terms of being a realtor, now I'm asking you so many questions That's about fine. your job, but um, what do you like most about it? I I love people and I love getting to know people. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the strengths while I was in corporate was I, I led highly engaged teams so I knew what it, what people were looking for um, in terms of a relationship, and I became in corporate, learned to become just an amazing relationship builder. Yeah. And basically, that's what real estate's all about. You have to get to know your people, get to know what they want and what they're looking for, and mm-hmm. nobody wants to waste any time and look at properties that wouldn't suit them. Mm-hmm. And so getting to know them and building that relationship first is is definitely what I love best. Yeah. And I love boat access. So I love getting in my boat and showing people properties that oh, are a little off the grid. Oh, that's so fun. I didn't know you did that. Yeah. Oh, cool. I also think that's what I love most about my job too as an interior designer. It's the same kind of process with the home, knowing what they love and learning who they are as people, how they function. That part is so interesting and so key and important to designing too, but it it comes in handy when they already have found a home that they jive with in the first place. But yeah, connecting with people 
is really, really important. And I love that part of my job too. But tell me more about going out by boat. So like, so, yeah. So my very first sale as, as a realtor um, was incredibly complex. Okay. It was a, a, and for those realtors out there that are listening to this, it was a vacant land boat access take back mortgage. Sorry, say that one more time. So it was vacant land. <laughs> yep. Boat access. Okay. And a take back mortgage. So, so a vacant land take back mortgage on top of being boat access was incredibly hard to, to pull together, but we did it. So what is a take back? So it's where the seller mm-hmm. holds the mortgage on the property for the buyer. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So we had to work out all those terms. And this was your first my deal. My first deal. Oh my gosh. And it just so happened that it was on um, a lake just north of here that has become one of my, my favorite lakes. In fact, my cousin has painted me a picture of my favorite spot on that lake. Oh, and nice. so it meant a lot that I would my first deal was on that lake mm-hmm. um, where we love to, to go so much. Yeah. And, and it was close to us. So it was kind of apropos, I think, that my first deal was A, so hard, but B, in a place that I love. Yeah, really set the scene for you there. Yeah. <laughs> Have most of the other deals then been, been relatively easy in comparison? Uh, some, you know, some deals are easy, um, but the nature of the business up here, and there's so much to know uh, with yeah. occupancy certificates and um, waterfront and shoreline allowances and, and all those things, mm-hmm. that no deal is really easy. Yeah, I know. It's same with me and building code and everything. It's just there's so many things up here too. And the market over the last couple of years, uh, because it's been a seller's market, mm-hmm. we haven't really had to negotiate all that all that much. No. And now we're getting into negotiations where everything isn't selling so quickly and things are shifting a little bit. And so we're able to negotiate and buy my, all my buyers are loving that. Yeah. So do you think I'm going to be able to buy my own house soon? I'm hoping uh, so. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm currently living kind of like south of Perry Sound, but I love it where you are here, like north in, in Carling. It's just, it's so beautiful. It feels more rugged. I love the terrain with the, the did you say like the bald granite? Yeah. Just so beautiful. I really, I really love it out here. Continuing on, we'll, we'll wrap up the realtor talk in a little bit, but just another question is when you're facilita- facilitating cottagers and finding their dream location and cottage, how do you assess their needs and find them the perfect place? Well, first of all, you you need to find out what they what price range kind of what price range mm-hmm. they're in and and take it from there. But you also have to suss out the knowledge gaps because it's not like buying a property in the city where it's a house and it has four bedrooms and 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 mm-hmm. it has septic yes. and it has <laughs> shore road allowance and and there's a lot of structural details. There's seasonal places and there are four season places. And so people, um, when you're qualifying them, um, there's a difference between a three season place and a four season place in terms of down payments. Oh, okay. Uh, so you need, uh, you need a minimum of 35% down 
generally for an A mortgage on a seasonal place, whereas a really? four season place can be easier to get because okay. it, you can go in with five or 10 if you're approved. Right. I did not so know there, that. So there's that. Um, and then people have certain expect. I think people have a laundry list of things that they want um, and they don't uh, know how that translates in terms of cost. Right. So they want southwest facing, level lot, sand beach. <laughs> that's like the ideal location. Right. Yeah, that sounds great. Right. And when they and when they start getting into it. So I, I try and help my buyers understand that it they're on a journey. Mm-hmm. And that journey may morph and change over time. Yeah. And some of my buyers that I've been working with for over a year now understand that now. And yes. so most of that is counseling them on... on what's realistic mm-hmm. and then sometimes that's deal breakers for them and and they can't get what they want so they they drop out but sometimes they they change what their expectations are yeah and work with what's available it's not like a subdivision so you can say i want three bedrooms two baths da, da, da. it's there's a huge range within that oh huge yes. yeah what do you think is the first thing people kind of let go of on their dream like if there's one thing that they're like, oh, I'll just, I'll drop that. Well, it depends on the age of the buyer. I would say the older buyers really don't, don't let the level lot go. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll let which way it faces. Right. Yeah. Right. They're like maybe we'll take the sunrise instead of the sunset. Or... Right. And younger buyers will, will definitely want what they want and they could go for something a little bit steeper where it might have 10 or 20 steps to the water. Right. So it's generally... Yeah, I'd be cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you're buying the lot. Everything else can be changed. The, the cottage can be changed. The bunkie can be changed. Mm-hmm. You can change all that, but you can't change the lot. I know so. all about changing cottages. <laughs> yes, I bet you do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And um, yeah, I guess the lot is really important because you're so right. It's like you can't really change the lot, but you can definitely change what you want with the cottage like that can all be updated and you know maybe you can add another bedroom or do a renovation and like that all makes sense so that that makes sense to me that the lot itself would be something that would be more important in this area versus being in the city where the lot kind of doesn't exist and the waterfront (laughs) we're so lucky here because we have a pretty level lot and we have a sand Mm -hmm. beach with no weeds yeah, we're currently sitting in Jeff's um, home slash cottage, and um, the view outside is incredible. They have this this front porch um, on the front. We'll talk about the cottage in a second, but it's just I drove in on sand. It's Sand Bay. Sand Bay. Sand Bay. I'm getting I'm getting used to it on Sand Bay, and the drive is gorgeous. Like you're so lucky to live in this spot. It's just amazing. Yeah, I wake up every day with a, a smile on my yeah. face for sure. Yeah. Okay. So maybe now we're talking about the cottage. We can jump into some of those questions. So we already talked about how long you've owned the property. You purchased it in 2020. Yep. Didn't you say it was kind of on a whim? Well, what happened was um, we, it was just, COVID was just getting started. Yeah. And uh, I, the kids are all gone. They've got all grown up, gone to university and started yeah. their own lives. And so we were sitting in this this monstrosity of a house in, in Flamborough going, we don't need all this space. So I said to Patty, I said, let's move a little bit rurally to a smaller community mm-hmm. um, and downsize a bit. Yeah. And Patty goes, well, why would we do that when we 
Why don't we go be where we want to be? Like go somewhere further. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's move to Perry Sound. And my eyes got super wide. Aww. And I jumped on realtor.ca and I, I looked and there was a place not too far from the place that we're at now, but mm-hmm. on a smaller lake. We put our house on the market and we put in an offer. That offer fell through. Um, and about a week later, we came upon this listing mm-hmm. where we're standing now. We bought it the very same day. Oh, my and gosh. I gave him full price. Yep. And uh, conditional on the sale of our home. Our home sold in two two weeks more and we firmed up and the rest is history. And it, I never, ever thought in my wildest dreams that I would actually... I've always dreamt about living up here. Yeah. And living on, on Georgian Bay or a lake. Like you're literally right on Georgian Bay. Like that yeah. is the dream. Yeah. Yeah. It's and amazing. It, and God bless my wife for being open and... and along on this adventure and mm-hmm. and everything came together. And interestingly enough, the owners, we we were so excited that we had purchased the property. We were driving by one day and the owner was out front. Aww. So I stopped and introduced myself. It was Patty and I. And I said, hi, are you the owner? And he says, yes. I said, I'm Jeff. And he goes, oh, my name's Jeff too. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot you told me this. And, and he says, my wife will be along here. And shortly, I want her to meet you guys as well. I said, well, this is my wife, Patty. And he goes, my wife's name is Patty. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So it was Jeff and Patricia and Jeff and Patricia that were, and it was kind of really odd. You're like, the neighbors was, are just still going to call you Jeff, Jeff and Pat. Nobody has to know the new people's names. Yeah. Because it's the same. same. Just interchangeable. So you have to sell to a Jeff and Patty next time you sell. I guess. You probably won't sell, though. No. I think you're here forever now. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I forgot you told me that. That yeah. is so good. I love it. Yeah. So um, I guess when you were – where did you say that you – it was um, Restool where Restool, you spent yeah. most of your time. But did your wife spend any time up here? Yeah, so Patty's uh, family had a cottage uh, on Grass Lake Where's in Brooks Grass? Falls. Oh, okay, so just nor- so north not, of it. Not far from here, just kind of all the way over 124, mm-hmm. over past Magneto One. Yeah. And so she grew up coming up north as well. And so that's why she was so open to so gung-ho. getting out of Dodge. Yes. And we did. Boy, did we did. And where are you both originally from? Patty's from Paris, Ontario, originally. <laughs> Paris. Paris yeah. Yes, Paris girl. And I'm originally from Waterloo. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, my parents live in Waterloo now, so yeah. I occasionally go there. So that's really cool. Okay, so maybe we'll talk a little bit about the actual property and the cottage itself. Just give a little feel of what it's like as we're sitting in here. But maybe you can just describe from... The outside, if you're kind of walking in, what the landscape is like and where we're situated, like the geography, maybe start with. Okay, so <laughs> down Sand Bay Road, yeah, and uh, you happen upon this place with a giant porch out front. Yeah, um, it's all um, eight by eight beams uh, for the porch. The cottage itself was an original. Um, Brick bungalow, if you can believe it. Which is and so random, it seems like, for this area. Yeah. And so it was probably less than 750 square feet. Um, no porch, just cement stairs. And so um, the previous owner did a complete renovation and added 
probably 900 square feet onto the original structure and built a 250 square foot porch, but it's all dark gray board and batten on the exterior facade. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's, it's very inviting with a wide composite stairs at the front, uh, inviting you up to the deck. Yeah. You just invited me up the stairs in the pouring rain with a nice umbrella. So that was really nice of you. <laughs> And out back we have bald, uh, bald granite. I've always been infatuated with the granite uh, in the north. It's what's drawn me up here, that and the fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so it's not an extremely wide lot, but it is deep. So we go 700 feet deep um, on the lot and uh, a nice driveway and, and frontage. It's... It's perfect, right on Sand Bay. So you've got the road in front of you, but do you also you also own the property like in front of the road? No, what what? Or how does the, that work? The road is is on my shore road allowance. Right. Okay, that's what it's. So called. the municipality owns my my shore road allowance, but I, obviously I get to use it. My dock is out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I get the use of use of the waterfront without paying the taxes, which is amazing. Oh, okay, that's what. Okay, that makes much more sense. That's. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. And you said it's, well, obviously it must be a sandy beach because we're on sand bay. The entire bay is sand. Okay. So in, I guess in 2008, when the water was low, you had 35 feet of beach, which oh. is just incredible. Imagine I love how low many, water. <laughs> how many sand castles you'd be able to make. Uh, there was a low period. Everybody that has been on Georgian Bay for any period of time knows it's low, but the highest water was the first year that we had moved in, and and uh, so we've had to adjust the dock a few times, but we're able to dive off the dock, and nice. the kids can walk in on the beach, and yeah. it's perfect. I know, and you've got a view kind of of all, can you? Franklin Island, I look oh, right at it? Franklin It is. Island. I was just camping on Franklin last weekend. I should yeah. have come over and said hi. Well, that's so cool. So I know you said you um, you love fishing. Yes. So did that start at an early age or? Yeah. So my dad was an avid fisherman. Okay. So we fished the north from Missinabi to Shaploda all over the place. And and I learned to, he was a, a pickerel fisherman and taught me how to fish for, for walleye and pickerel. Um, and now I found the honey hole on Georgian Bay. Of, is it a secret? It's a secret. Okay. So you won't tell me. Well, it's not really a secret, but um, <laughs> my buddies will kill me if, they, if I say no, it. No, don't, don't, don't tell me. Don't tell me. <laughs> so I'm, I'm grateful for all the friends that we've made on Sand Bay. Um, there's so many people that, that we've come into contact with, uh, both famous and not famous. And uh, yeah, so oh. there's a few famous people. Okay, well, there. you can tell me that off the record. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, and we just... We just made so many friends and they showed me where to fish. And so I didn't have to really find it on my own. But I think my largest pike is around 18 pounds and my largest walleye is about 11. So just in the last year or two years. That's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. My boyfriend is obsessed with fishing too and drags me drags me along with him but we usually go on canoe trips so we usually go up to the french river right and um even when we're canoeing he always has a line out the back and i'm like hmm, why are we going very fast and it's just because he's not paddling yes. he's just getting his tackle ready to put out the back but when he catches something and we cook it fresh yep. then i'm like okay fine it was worth it <laughs> patty is patty is my fishing buddy most of the time so she loves to fish well that's really good yeah and and so whenever i go with the guys she wants to come for sure and she 
She's a gamer. That's so nice. Yeah, we've had some harrowing experiences out in the bay with high water. We yeah. got caught down uh, down towards Shawanaga yeah. uh, Basin in about three and a half meters one day, and my boat's not that big. Yeah. So it was kind of crazy. The bay can get really rough. Really, really rough. And if you've never been on the bay, I know you, you have, but just for people who haven't been on Georgian Bay and maybe are more inland lake people the bay is like an ocean the waves are massive like one day it can be completely calm with nothing like you can canoe on it no problem and then yeah the next day it could be like how how do you how big do you think the waves could be uh, the highest that i've heard recorded uh was we had a gale um two novembers ago yeah uh, the the meter count was four and a half meters. So do the math. I'm a feet guy, but that's a lot. That's a, Yeah. I'm like, how many feet is that? Four and a half meters. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. It's like 15 feet. Yeah. So that's... Swells. Swells. Yeah. It's crazy. It's and when crazy. they break, that's mm. what sinks boats because they break over the back of your boat and that's it. Oh, yeah. So we don't go out there when it's like that. No. That's for sure. Definitely listen to the radio. <laughs> yes. So are there any other activities you like to do around here besides fishing? Um, we avid hikers. There's tons of blueberries to pick. Um, we love to paddle. So we kayak and canoe. Oh, nice. Um, we, there's, in the wintertime, there's the Carling covered rink. We skate. Oh, yeah. Uh, in Perry Sound, there's the Stocky Center. In yep. fact, we're going to go to a show, uh, the Eagles uh cover band is coming in september oh nice so we're going to that and and even aurelia is close enough so you can get to casino rama yeah everything's pretty accessible and you're a drive too obviously so that's and it's all paved all the way here they just paved it so it's a brand new i was like wow it's this is such a nice drive although it is a 50 yeah so that's a bit so we but. bike, we, there's the Nordic Ski Center. Yes. There's tons to do. There's I mean, so there's much. There's so much to do in yeah. Perry Sound. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a well-kept secret, but we... I know, we're trying not to tell people to come here. We're like, I go know. to Muskoka, don't come here. No, I'm just kidding. But Perry Sound is a different vibe, mm-hmm. but there's definitely, and it's growing. Yeah. And we're here now, so... I know, I know. And, and I moved up here. Well, I'm from here originally, but um, COVID kind of drove me back up here to stay at our family cottage over 2020. And I was working in Toronto remotely and then just re-fell in love with the place again and ended up staying. So I totally understand why you would want to be here. Like, I'm such yeah. a huge advocate for being on the Bay, so... Beautiful place. Yeah. So maybe we'll just talk a little bit more... Um about the inside of the cottage because we talked a little bit about the outside so maybe if you can just say like how many bedrooms the bathroom just give a little description of the okay. feeling of the inside so it's it's i wouldn't say rustic but there's there's hand-hewn beams yeah um, a beautiful big stone fireplace it's a three-bedroom two-bath um cottage house mm-hmm. yes um with um, hardwood floors. Um, the previous owner had Bernie's Mountain Dogs. Is that so, what those are on so the steps? So the two steps, the two steps that lead up to the addition all have their names and paw prints and we left them because... That's really cute. I've always wanted a Bernie's Mountain Dog. Aww. Patty is not a big dog fan, so I have to live vicariously through everybody else's dogs. Right. So my son um, and his girlfriend just got a, 
uh, puppy. So they're coming up August 1st. So we get to see the puppy. I'll have my dog fill there. And my all my friends have labs and stuff. I'm definitely so. a dog person too. And I really, really want to get a dog. But I have to, I, I promise myself I'm going to own my own house first. Yeah. Then I'll get a dog. That'll be like the next step. So then... So we have a big comfy couch. It seats nine people. Um, and uh, it's right in front of the fireplace. So in the wintertime, we get to stay snugly warm. We have a kind of a dining area and a, a peekaboo window through from the kitchen into the dining area. Would and that have been part of the original cottage, this no, window, I or think, you added, they added I it think in? They, that might have been an original wall. Mm. Uh, they had to add those beams in because now this... The entire original cottage, 750-ish square feet, 800 square feet, is now completely open concept. Yes. So in the back part of the house, there are the three bedrooms and one bath. On the other side, there's a bathroom and kind of a laundry area and big, big pantry. Mm-hmm. So I the love pantry that. of my dreams. Yes. And you're a, you're a budding chef, oh, I've, I've heard. I as, as a young kid, I thought I wanted to be a chef, but I got into IT because I didn't like to work weekends. <laughs> Little little chef hours now. are hard. I know, but yeah. little I I had to have a pager and be on call for IT, so it was that was the same was thing anyway. But I tried out in 2015. I tried out for Master Chef Canada. Yep, and made the the cut and got cut at the top 50 just before it aired. So I was kind of ah. So, but my dish won. Okay, what'd I you ma- make? I made. Uh, I made an homage to lox and bagels, so I cured my own trout. I'm a fisherman, right? True, right. So I cured my own trout, pickled my own onions, and I made kind of a puff pastry pizza with creme fraiche, smoked smoked trout, or not smoked, but cured trout, mm-hmm. pickled onions, tomatoes, frise, lettuce kind of thing, and all the, all the taste groups, so mm-hmm. it was... And and they loved it so I and I took I told a great story about how my grandfather taught me how to fish and he had mm-hmm. trout streams and but that's why fishing is a, such a big part of my life mm-hmm. and I connect I connect with a lot of people in in real estate because they they love to fish and in fact one of them I sold a really nice guy um, and it, that was his client gift. I took him down to my fishing spot. Okay, the honey hole. And he caught six pickerel, and so he loves me now. And yeah. <laughs> and so first thing, I want to come back over and have dinner with you. Yeah. That's number one, and number two, I'd love to take my boyfriend fishing with you because uh, he he's really I don't know. Do you do you go for musky ever? Yeah. In fact, the in the one spot that we do go to. Um, it's renowned for musky, hmm. and so a friend of a friend of mine gave me. Uh, he actually had uh, a date come up, spent the weekend, and her brother had written a book called "120 Days." Oh, you were telling me about right. this. Yeah, it's 120 days of musky fishing in one summer that he he recorded, and he recorded the longitude and latitude of all the spots and all the fish that he caught. And that spot down there, tell your boyfriend he come up in the fall, and we'll go up. Okay, I'll tell him. Okay, that would be so fun. But yeah, is there anything you want to ask me? Well, you are a local (laughs) Perry Sounder. Yes. What are the things that you love about Perry Sound? Ooh, you're flipping the questions on me. Okay, so I grew up here in in the town of Perry Sound until I was 13. 
Then my family moved away and we lived away from Perry Sound in Vaughn. Okay. I hated Vaughn. Everything about it, I hated. I liked my friends there. High school was fine. But, you know, you le- I left at a pivotal moment in my life. I was 13. Like, you're just going into yeah. grade grade 8 and 9 and you're meeting all these new people. And I was just so used to being outside and having, like, we'd have, we didn't have a cottage yet because we lived in town. We always had a boat. And I just loved being able to be by the water and go swimming and be outside. So I think now that I moved away and have come back, I really appreciate those those things again. And I think I also very much appreciate the sense of community that Perry Sound has because I felt um, where I was living in Vaughn, it was more isolating and the people weren't as friendly. And here you go to the grocery store, you know, like every single person in the grocery store. I kind of love that because I'm so social. Right. So I think I've, I've been feeling pretty welcomed back by the community and friends and I think that's like the number one thing I love. And then honestly, just the the bay, being on the bay, being out at the cottage, being on the water. It's just, I also love the granite. I think the rock, I just love it. Like I, I love it so much. It's just hard to describe. Yeah. The air quality is phenomenal. Yeah. The just swimming, everything. I've also gotten into ice fishing. Nice. Um, I mainly go for the hot chocolate Baileys and the hot dogs. Right. But, um. I catch the occasional fish, which is fun. Um, but yeah, just all the, I think what you're saying, like all the activities that you, that um, the geography like allows for here, cross-country skiing, hiking, swimming, skating. There's just so many things to keep active and fit and feel healthy. Right. So I think there you go. That's why. Awesome. Yeah. But I, I love it so much and I'm so glad to make connections with people. And I just want to thank you for being so open to talk about yourself and um, your experience and how you ended up here. And I think being a real realtor up here would just be so much fun. It is. Cause you're... Th- thank you for driving through that torrential downpour. Oh my gosh, guys, today on my drive to see Jeff, we'd planned this for a while. <laughs> torrential downpour, lightning. I had to put my hazards on on the way here because I couldn't see anything. I saw a car on fire. Like I just, there was so many things but i made it and we met and i'm so glad to meet you awesome well it's been yeah. great meeting and talking to you i can't yeah. wait to to hear this yeah me too thank you so much right. i really really appreciate your time awesome yeah thanks, thanks jeff katie. thanks katie <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you would like to find Jeff on social media, you can find him at realtor underscore Jeff. That's realtor underscore G-E-O-F-F on Instagram. Otherwise, you can find him at allpointsnorth.ca. Thank you so, so much for listening to this week's episode. I so appreciate every single listener that tunes in, every single reader that reads the blog, rewinddesign.ca. The best thing you can do for me to support me in this journey is to either follow along on Spotify, Apple Music, or whichever platform you listen to. Click that follow button. The second best thing you can do is share this podcast to your friends and family. If anyone you know might be interested, just forward this along to them and tell them to take a take a listen or take a peek at my website. And if you're interested in supporting me further, I also have a Patreon account where you can donate 
$5 a month to the podcast, and a portion of that will also go to the Georgian Bay Land Trust, and that is patreon.com slash rewinddesign. No pressure to do any of that. I am just so happy if you're listening to this and if you love Cottage Country and Georgian Bay and Muskoka as much as I do. So thank you again so much and stay tuned for another episode in three weeks. Bye! Thank you.